Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard. This episode is brought to you by me. I am a memoir, The Meaning of the Meaning of Mariah Carey, uh, a new podcast I'm doing with Philip Lee Curtis about Mariah Carey's memoir. We begin on November 9. So save the day. That's a Mariah Carey's anyway. chickens uh, the victory of the daleks continues um the doctor asks what hate looks like uh and he says it looks like a dalek and i'm gonna prove it um to which the dalek says would you care for some tea <laughs> uh the dalek is uh <laughs> going to fetch a cuppa for bracewell um amy recognizes that bracewell has a paisley accent uh, and he starts explaining his outlandish ideas for gravity bubbles and atmosphere bubbles and being able to send things into space, uh, which is basically setting up something that happens later. Um, the Dalek offers tea to the Doctor and he smashes the plate away. Oh, my God. It's a very, very tense moment. Uh, Amy, Churchill and Bracewell are all freaked out. It's giving me flashbacks to the ninth Doctor versus the Dalek when, uh, you know, Rose is like, why? You're the one that's been crazy. Like, you're the evil one. This The Dalek's been fine. Um, <laughs> uh, the Doctor asks the Dalek what it wants and it's just, it's just says it wants to win the war. Oh, because that's all anyone wants at the moment is to win the war at any cost. Things got pretty heated during the war, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, the Doctor starts trying to provoke the Dalek by hitting it on the head with a big red. 
And everyone's just like looking around like, what is happening? And the Doctor says, they're everything that, that everything they despise. I'm the Doctor and you are the Daleks. And then he kicks it. He gives it like a big old speech about how, you know, he's always trying to kill them and they are the thing. Uh, and that's when the Dalek turns and goes, correct. Uh-oh, it's happening. Um... And then the Dalek says, review testimony. Uh, and the but plays back the Doctor saying, you know, I am the Doctor and you are the Daleks. Transmitting testimony. And then there's a Dalek ship on the other side of the moon. One of those big flying saucers. I love that they're still 60 style flying saucers. It's so cool. Um, the <laughs> on There's a Dalek on that ship on the other side of the moon. Uh, and he goes, progenitor activated. Testimony accepted. Um, then the Churchill calls some soldiers in because this Dalek has clearly gone a little bit crazy down in the war office. Uh, the Dalek shoots the soldiers and says, we are the Daleks. And Bracewell's like, no, no, you aren't. I, I created you. And then they shoot Bracewell's hand off and say, no, we created you. He's a robot. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, <laughs> they shout, victory, victory. And then they disappear. Uh, they've teleported out. Um Meanwhile, on the spaceship, there's like a little Dalek egg thing that starts flashing. And uh, the Dalek's like, the progenitor is active. It begins. Uh, so the doctor is freaked out. He leaves in the TARDIS, leaves everyone behind. And Amy's just like, turns to church and goes, well, what do we do now? And he goes, KBO, of course, keep buggering on. Um, that's my Churchill. Do you like it? Uh <laughs> By the way, if you want to see an amazing performance as Churchill, like there's been thousands of them in the last few years, and now that he's everyone's decided uh, he's no good, no doubt we'll get one again. Um, but he uh, is played by John Lithgow in The Crown. Even though John Lithgow is like 40,000 feet tall, uh, and Churchill was a very short, small man, um, wide, it's such a great, great performance. He's so good. Um, he's like the only actor, I think, that carries over from the second series to the third series where it goes from Claire Foy to being uh, Olivia Coleman. Even though there's like, you know, six months between the final Claire Foy episode and the first Olivia Coleman one. Just go with it, all right? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, they're in the war office. They've spotted the, the Dalek saucer. It's it's coming down. Uh, then, then we see an old guy on the roof. And he's, you know, looking out for planes and for, you know, he's the... The, the Blitz guy makes sure the Blitz doesn't happen in his area. Um, and uh, a light comes on. And he goes, turn that light off. Uh, he's, so that's to establish that, you know, there was a blackout. Like there's some very quick shorthand uh, to, to establish what's going on during the Blitz in London. Um, by the way, one of my favourite ever books is set in the Blitz. Uh, it's a book by Connie Willis. Well, there's two books, really, by Connie Willis it's called Blackout and All Clear. But they're technically one big book. She just wrote too many. And the publisher said, we can't publish it. An 1,100-page book. We're going to have to break it in half. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, and it's part of this weird sort of vaguely interrelated series that Connie Willis writes called... Uh, 
well, it doesn't really have a name. Um, it, they're set at Oxford, Oxford University, and it's set at a time in the future, which could be next Thursday, uh, where they have time travel technology. So, if you are studying history, just like if you study uh, any any kind of subject, you have to do a practical element. Uh, so, you <laughs> have to go back in time and prove that, you know, you've You've all your studies have been right, and you don't get sprung. Um, <laughs> that's not really how it works, but yeah. So it's 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 a great series. Like she's my favourite writer, Connie Willis. Anyway, Blackout and All Clear. I might read them again. I'll do a whole podcast about that. Oh no, I've got to read my Mariah Carey book. Anyway, uh, this is all very very. <laughs> this is going to go to like episode two hundred. I'll still be talking about the Daleks in the war. Um, so, there's an old guy on the roof yelling to turn the lights off so that we know the lights need to be out so that the Germans can't see London. Uh, the doctor turns up on the Dalek spaceship and says, Oh, how about that cuppa now? <laughs> I love the Matt Smith doctor. He's so cool. Um, he's just so kind of goony and oh, he's such a good actor. Again, speaking of the crown. He is amazing as Prince Philip in the crown. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the Daleks are going to exterminate him, but he stops them with a biscuit. Uh, <laughs> he's holding up a biscuit and says, uh, this is the TARDIS self-destruct. Uh, and the Daleks are like, you wouldn't use it. You'd blow yourself up. He's like, yeah, that's what I do. And he goes, don't scan me or I'll destroy you. <laughs> Uh, and then he asks what the progenitor is. He goes, what's, what's, what's that when it's at home? Oh, my God, he's just the best. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he asks why they built Bracewell. Um, and the Daleks explained that the progenitor didn't recognise them because they weren't pure enough. Uh, they weren't, you know, they're kind of like... Remember in the... So this is my theory here. So th- remember in the first the first time the Daleks came back at the end of the first 2005 series, the Christopher Eccleston one. So in that two-part episode, uh the Daleks have um remade themselves. The Emperor Dalek has filleted as he describes it um the all the the humans to find tiny bits of DNA that can recreate the Daleks uh, as a race. Um, And so, they've been not made entirely out of Dalek DNA. So, the progenitor uh, device thing has obviously gone, no, you are not Daleks. You are made out of some weird, crazy hybrid DNA splicing, uh, and it's not okay. So, because the progenitor didn't recognise the Daleks then, because they weren't pure enough, they need the Doctor's testimony, which he provided by saying, I'm the Doctor, you are the Daleks. Uh, and then it's activated. Um, meanwhile, a Dalek dish, like a little satellite dish, pops out of the spaceship and shoots a beam down at London, which turns all of the lights on. Oh, my God. The Germans will be able to see everything uh, in the war office. They're like, it's 10 minutes until the Germans arrive. They're coming over the channel. We don't need to see them because they're enough special effects going on already um uh amy has a plan uh she doesn't tell us what it is yet um meanwhile the doctor says he'll destroy the tardis if they don't turn off the lights and the daleks say they're going back in time to begin again uh to start their whole race all over again and just take over the universe um uh, then they hit, they go, we have succeeded. DNA reconstruction complete. 
the door opens and we hear about the new Dalek paradigm and a big, enormous, like seriously big white Dalek comes out and it looks like the Dalek version of a four-wheel drive. <laughs> like, you know, like you're like, this is just a car for dropping kids off at school. Why is it so big? That's how I feel about this Dalek. Anyway, we're at the end of this episode. More on the new Dalek paradigm in the next one. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.